Welcome everyone to today's podcast episode. You're listening to the Home Design Podcast. My name is Adam Case, your host, and we aim to educate, inspire, and connect South Florida with the industry authorities within their trade. Today, we're gonna be discussing everything that you should know about color trends and how to best use them in our everyday spaces, all with Mario Baserco of Sherwin-Williams. Mariel, thank you for being here. I'm thank excited you about this. so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. I just loved everything about this right now. Right? Just very much excited. Yeah. yeah, we're live. We have like people from all over the world <laughs> listening to us. <laughs> you know, but, you, you joke about that, but when we did the color mix yeah. together, there were people from Australia. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, that's the thing. And that's the power of just having a microphone in front of your face, you know, or a yeah. camera. So um, I'm excited about diving into this because there's a lot that goes into color trends and what goes behind the colors and where to use them. But before we get into any of that, introduce yourself. Okay, yeah, absolutely. So my name is like uh, Adam went ahead and introduced me. I'm Marielle Baserco and I am the Sherwin-Williams Designer Account Executive. And I really cover the areas of Palm Beach and South Florida Metro. So all the way from the Keys, down, all the way from Jupiter to, um, to the Keys, that is all me. And I really just uh, really hone in on that market of working with residential designers and architects and and helping them, you know, when they're working on their projects with their customers, because, oh, my gosh, they have to know so much like marble, wood, flooring, I mean, and now paint. And there's just so much that goes into paint, which I didn't know at the beginning. Right. (laughs) (laughs) And so we help them, you know, specify and what products and, and talk about colors because, you know, colors have different undertones and you know just because it looks white is it really white right exactly especially here in south florida like, yeah. oh, that doesn't look exactly like the white i wanted situation but yeah so um that is who i am because that's, that's the I thing do. it's like when looking at colors when selecting colors i mean it, anything that has to do with home improvement home design it's intimidating especially for homeowners who they might do it once twice maybe a few times in their lifetime yeah. um but what's amazing about paint is that it's an easy application you know, if you don't love it, it's easy to change and it's not going to break the bank. Um, you know, so talking about Sherwin-Williams specifically, I mean, you've been in this position for over a year. Uh, it seems like you're loving it. <laughs> you know, you've done an amazing job. You work with designers, you work with architects, you work with the, the field and you get that firsthand experience. And you also participating in the home shows, you get to get that feedback from the consumer and find out what they want to know. But you know, initially just talking about Sherwin-Williams themselves, they've been around for a long time. You know, they were, you know, the business opened in the eighteen late 1800s. Right after the Civil War, they were just like, you know what, time to rebuild. Right, <laughs> we need to paint some walls. I mean, yeah. uh, add some life to it. So, you know, what's a little bit of the history behind Sherwin-Williams as far as just even coming into business? Well, so Sherwin-Williams started in 1866 and it was two people like, um, you know, Henry Sherwin and Edward Williams. And they're the first to really come up with, um, um, you know, pre-mixed paint. Right. We're the first to come up with that. I mean, we are the first to really um, come up with uh, aerosols and green guard uh, colorants and, and so many things that, you know, other companies now have obviously followed suit. Right. But the one thing that you have to keep in mind is that obviously, you know, we're building back. It's after the Civil War. There's just so much construction that happens. And people forget the primary purpose of paint. Like, do you right. know what the primary purpose of paint is? I feel like I, I feel like it's the easy answer, but <laughs> I feel like it's, it's a, it might be a more difficult answer. It's, a, it's, a, it's very, it's people like, oh, like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. It's to protect the substrate. Yeah, absolutely. Right. So, I mean, you have a beautiful concrete wall, but like you want it to last it's you, from erosion, from just time and, and wood, so on and so forth. So that's what paint is for. So that's right. what paint does. Secondarily, it, it helps beautify a space, right? Um, helps define what the purpose of that space is. And we as humans just, we really do put a lot on our environment. Right. Right. I mean, we don't want to yeah. get into like. I mean, that's a whole other podcast. (laughs) That's a a whole different thing about how just in just gets into us and ingrained in us. But um, so paint has been so important. And Sharon Williams really did pave the way for so many things. Like I said, like, you know, pre-mix paint, first latex. Then we have now there's latex and there's acrylic latex. So latex really just means it's for interior. Acrylic latex is going to be interior exteriors. Right. Just for you out there, guys, if you're seeing acrylic latex, you're okay. Good. You're good. That's water-based paint. And you just look at the label, but it's going to be for either interior and exteriors. Latex, 
Interior only. Interior only. Yeah. That's good to know because <laughs> yeah, the average person, they wouldn't necessarily know what no. they're looking at because there's so many types. Or they get nervous and they only know latex. And they're like, well, is that water-based? And it's like, yeah, that's water-based, but it says acrylic latex. Yes, you're still good. Totally, right. totally fine. That's still water-based paint. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Good. So, I mean, let's just imagine what our walls would look like with no paint. It'd be pretty uh, plain world. I mean, well, <laughs> <laughs> right, but, I mean, well, clearly we have definitely from back, whew, back yeah. in the day, which, you know, it was a Wednesday. Um, we've been using paint to define us, like right. paintings and less go. We used any kind of earth tone colors to create paint, you know, yep. we used turmeric, we've used, um, oh my gosh, those poor little things from the sea to make the blue dye, the purple dye, you know, yep. um, it's just, we are always trying to find a way to just beautify and protect. Right. So, I mean, absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, going into the different applications and we'll kind of touch on this later, but, you know, talking about, um, you know, you guys, obviously Sherwin Williams has led the way they've kind of done all the difficult work and made it easier for the rest of the industry, but you guys mm -hmm. have kept ahead. You, you know, always innovating, always bringing new colors, setting trends, setting tones. Um, but talking about trends, is there like somebody sitting somewhere <laughs> that is the trend setter, the, the one that's making all the decisions? How do we even come up to trends? Let's, let's, let's dive into that because, you know, this is a important topic because, you know, Trends are in every industry. You know, I yeah. feel like color, you know, it, it's, you know, reciprocated through fashion, through home design. There's a lot of similarities there. Um, I know that here in the U.S., we're probably a couple of years behind you know, from what they say, oh, yeah. you know, if you're comparing it to Europe. But um, let's where do trends come from? What's the simplicity part, the simple part of that? <laughs> <laughs> where do, I think, well, at least like Sherwin-Williams, where do we we get this? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so... Well, unfortunately, there isn't just one person. <laughs> Probably a whole board. <laughs> and so we really start to look at the year that we've been in and just what colors have been really prominent and not just like in our homes, but in each different market. Right. And there are different organizations like the Color Marketing Group, CMG, who who are a group of designers and influencers who, who are just dedicated to color and seeing color trends and where we think we're going to be. And this is not just like what colors, you know, people may be like, oh, but I like pink. Right. No, <laughs> it's more like, where is our economy right now? Where is our social standing? Um, is this color problematic? Like even just as a couple of years ago, just, you know, we've become so much more aware of our political correctness and yeah. like the terminology that we use. That colors can also, we want to make sure that every color that we are um, putting in a space, really sometimes we even think, is this, is this a color that's inclusive? Is this a color that can really be used for everybody? Right. And um, so we do gather a lot of um, data and research from different coloring marketing groups like the CMG and um, ours as well. And our designers drive this as too. So we right. work very much with our designers and like, Hey, so tell me, what are you working with now? Like, what are your, your visions? What is it that you're seeing your clients are, are asking for? And what is it that you are moving towards? Because they're, they're the ones really, I mean, designers are the ones that really are, are pushing that needle for that next step. Like I just had a, actually two, two designers I was just speaking to and I was looking at their work and they're like, you know, it's really interesting, but I see blue coming, yeah. blue, blue coming in the future, like different hues and different saturations of blues really making ground um, in the next year. And I'm like, oh, that's really interesting. So just, you know, keeping an eye on on that one. So and, and actually that reminds me because in our Fort Lauderdale home show in September, one of the designers, Anu Eno, interior design, she actually okay. used this blue by Sherwin Williams. And I'm going to look that up and I'm going to drop it in the oh, comment. Yes, yes. But it was a beautiful blue. It wasn't like blue, blue, wasn't like vibrant. It was kind of like, I mean, it was very comfortable, um, but I am, I'm going to get that and I'm going to drop it in the comment and we have a whole stick. We can probably find it if you throw me the yeah. blues, oh, yeah. but you know, talking about blues in blushes were in a little bit ago. I mean, mm -hmm. and I feel like they're still being used, um, but also things that we're using in general, um, you know, you get biphilic design is one of the hottest trends in general. Like you see plants in whether they're real plants yeah. or synthetic, um, you know, those greens, the vibrant colors, but there's also a psychological perspective of it that really adds to your lifestyle and adds to how you feel in your space. So there is a lot that goes into selecting, you know, what is the next trend? Oh, absolutely. Especially now. I mean, I think we can definitely safely say that Florida's, 
uh, aesthetic, at least in, for interiors, is definitely moving away from those very stark right. whites and cool grays that we've been clinging on to for, oh my God, several seasons. Long time. Long, yeah. yeah, long, long time. I mean, and, and we're really just now starting to be like, you know, because I think we've been spending so much time in our homes because of what we've gone through in this last couple of years that you really start to feel like, yes, it looked beautiful, but like you said, is this comforting? Right. Is this doing something for my well-being? Um, and we do need that green. We do need that um, those those earth tone sh- um, shades to kind of help us feel more grounded and right. more in touch with the outside, rather than constantly being you know glued to the poor blue screen and any kind of our electronic devices that right. we have. So, yeah, that's a, that's a big big thing that we've been seeing with biophilic design. Yep. And for those of you who don't know what biophilic design is, it's really just the, the love of nature right. and really bringing that in. The outdoors, indoors, really just trying to make that connection. And I feel like that component of home design, I think it's here to stay for a long time. I mean, people have a newfound appreciation for plants and and with so many synthetic products coming out, it's really made it easier for homeowners because if you don't have a green thumb, it is hard to keep a plant alive. I killed a cactus. Yeah. I mean, I how do you do that? Well, I, thought, <laughs> right. I was like, no, you're, you're doing so well. Like right. you have to be fake and I have not seen growth. Right. And oh dear. And it just started with a pinch and then it just decided to be like, you've. I'm out. Yep. Goodbye. <laughs> you did yeah. not trust the process. But and I killed it. <laughs> but it's amazing. And, and seeing how design really focuses around colors and the feeling that you get, whether it's on your walls, whether it's in your decor, whether, you know, wherever it is, if it's on your surfaces, color is everywhere. Um, and how you implement it and how you select that color is important. But, you know, going from 2022 where, you know, health, you know, mindset, everything, biophilic design was, you know, it just made sense. Going into 2023, um, what are we seeing? Like, you know, you mentioned the blues, you mentioned this, but like, you know, what what is the color that we, we should be looking at for this upcoming year? So, well, at least with Sherwin-Williams, um, if you aren't aware, so the color of the year for 2023 is actually our reddened point. And it is an actually very beautiful, muted, earthy, blush, beige, red tone and it really just takes a cue from once again our environment right um and it's one of those colors that you would be very readily able to see in like almost like a, a desert or um or even like our yeah just beautiful sand like spaces just something that's much more cozy warm just bring some sort of serenity and calmness to your mind some the well-being that we're all so needing right, right. absolutely but just also um, just, I, I, I don't know how to explain it. It's just, you see this, you know, like everybody knows you see a color and it just, it's going to immediately and intrinsically give an emotion to you and how you feel. And this is one of those colors that really, once again, is just bringing that comfort and that security that we're so, so needing. Yeah, absolutely. And that's the thing. It's like, you know, you associate, you know, you, there's associations with everything. And when you like color, you have an immediate association in a feeling for whatever that might, or what you might, you know, have thought about or what you experienced in the past that's, that's affiliated with that one color in particular. Um, but you know, when, when we're looking at that, I mean, the fact that everything, you know, it's still tied into plants, it's tied into nature. Um, you know, is that something that has always been, or is this more of like a newer found direction? So it, so biophilia has really something that was started a couple of seasons ago started that word started trending right right because we we were more inside we're just obviously like oh my goodness we have not been able to go outside we've been on lockdown we've been uh restricted from doing a lot of activities that you know would would take us out out to the world right and so that started trending and then just recently i believe this year it was that anthropologist natasha mayer um came with with the word that is planthroposine um, and it is really a say that five times fast. <laughs> I was so excited because right. so I have a I have a bachelor's degree in anthropology and right. I'm like yes this is, this is you know this is the importance of people just really being well rounded. Um, so Natasha Mayer went ahead and put planthroposine as this key term that we're going to be seeing and that we're moving towards. It's a new geological era of our relationship with plants and really the environment and how we are going to be able to 
you know, coexist with this environment. And it's not so much of an Anthropocene, which we've been living in the last couple of years, you know, right. it's really anthro being human, right? Like this is human driven um, era, but really now once again, no, we're very much solidifying that we need that unity you know, and living with that with plants in our environment and so on and so forth. So a lot of the design trends have, um, at least with Sharon Williams, one of them is planthroposing, is that connection with our our natural environments and just the greenery and the the flora, the fauna um, that we have around us. And this is where we're getting our inspiration of colors. And for these colors, um, how are you seeing them being used? Is it mostly accent walls? Is it an entire room? Is it good for a dining space, a living area? Like, and this might be just like a personal preference of use of color, but where do you see designers using it? So that's a good question. So I was gonna say with designers, um, what we've been seeing at least here in the South Florida market is they're using it as the focal point color. Okay. Um, so let's say, you have a client, they have a client and they love the color of like this mulberry kind of purple, this deeper tone, very rich color. They will still, they will use that. Let's say they're doing the bedroom on the bed and touch points of like marble pieces with that kind of purple veining on them, but still showing color throughout the entire space, connecting okay. it to that main, that main um, uh, color that they've chosen, like that the mulberry kind of color. But you can definitely use it in so many other aspects. Like, so for example, the red end point, one of um, my designers went ahead and uh, I think a couple years ago or a year ago, she went ahead and, and did a whole nursery in that oh, color, wow. the entire nursery. I mean, it was, it's such a beautiful color that, that it just can be used throughout the entire space. It's not overwhelming. So it's not overwhelming, right? Exactly. It's not overwhelming. It's not like you get in there and you just, oh Jesus, like <laughs> right. five, five second roll. Like I need to go back out and take a breather. It's like, it was too much. Right. Um, no, but they're, they're much, they're, they're deeper. The colors that we're now seeing being used are deeper, but they have a purpose. Right. You know, it's not just like an aesthetic, like this is gorgeous, but once again, they have a purpose because they're there to bring, um, you know, an environment, it's meaning. So if it's right. a living room, you want that living room to be welcoming, to be somewhere where people want to be, um, taking consideration of how much light we get into that room and, you know, how this color is really going to transcend in that space with what they already have. And, and and really people are just being so much more conscientious, not just only of the color, but I will also say about the artifacts and furnishings that they're putting in Absolutely. their home. Absolutely, right. You know, we're really, and once again, this is another this is another thing that's driving color trends is that authenticity of our materials and the furnishings that we're putting in our space. You Ab know? Yep. No, that's true. And, and you mentioned on the lighting, you know, lighting yeah. is a big part of <laughs> how something's going to look in a space. Um, you know, there's rooms, I mean, today in today's architecture and design, you see, especially in a lot of these modern homes, a lot of big open windows and floor to ceiling, you know, windows, doors, um, is there a preferred type of lighting component for this type of color? Like, you know, not not a lot of natural light, more natural light, or is it just beautiful in every way? So obviously natural light is going to be the best. Okay. Um, just because of these colors are just so close to resembling a lot of aspects of nature. A lot of them um, are really almost, you can almost feel like they're their own little ecosystem. Yeah, that's a great way of putting it. <laughs> yeah, the collections that we have here are just their own little ecosystem. These blues, these greens are like, oh, these beautiful forest-like colors are very lush. And then we have the striking soft yellows, kind of like the one that 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 sunlight that's striking through um, that you would see when you're hiking and whatnot. Um, and so natural light would be able to bring those colors out in such a, a, a very it's more of an authentic. Yeah, organic right. um, way. But, I mean, daylight, soft light, um, it all really, once again, depends on the space. And, and here in South Florida, at least, we have some newer homes and right. older homes. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> so we have to try to make the best of it. But um, thankfully, a lot of the colors that are trending for 2023, I think, can be used in a way that, that can open up a space. Okay. And not just, um, you know, in a kind of like a literal sense, but right. really just in a... Oh, you know, I, I kind of want to sit now in the family room. Right. <laughs> no, not absolutely. Just a room that just, you know, we have furnishings in. Yeah. But it's actually utilize it. Without a doubt, because there's a lot of that, because, you know, when it comes to colors and things like that, I mean, there's there's 
elusive aspects to it, like to make a space feel bigger. Mm -hmm. Or if it's a really big space, you can use a little bit of darker elements and things like that because you're not afraid of it really closing in. Um, but having these, you know, natural light is a huge component to everything. But say if somebody has a room, say it's a dining room and mm -hmm. there's no windows or a small window in this dining space, is there what are there certain colors that you would recommend yes when it comes to properly painting a space like that because you know today you see a lot more people i don't want to necessarily say taking risks but they're going bold they're using different colors that they wouldn't have used before i mean white is easy you know <laughs> Yeah. You can add whatever you want as far as artwork, but basically by choosing these other colors, you're creating your own art and you're creating your own feeling, your vibe, everything that goes into a dedicated space. So what would you say about that for something that might not be well lit in the sense of the natural lighting component? So one thing you want to take into consideration. So um, this is one of the great things that Sherman Williams does do is that we have if you go into one of our stores or if you're lucky enough to have one of our fan decks, which you can always, you know, you can have it and all the colors are there. Right. Um, in the back of that fan deck, there's something called the light reflective value is the LRV. And it's telling you how much light is going to be able to bounce off of that color. So we have a small space. You want to be able to bounce back a lot of light out of it, right? right? Not absorb it and then obviously make that space smaller. So when you're looking at um, colors, you may be thinking like, oh, well, this looks like a really light color. And it happens a lot. But if you turn around and you see that light reflective value be something like, um, let's say, a, a 34 or 50, you know, the lower in the, it goes from zero to 100. So the lower it is in that scale, that more light is being absorbed. Right. And not is not being bounced back. So as much as that color is beautiful, when you're looking at it in whatever other space that you're looking at, it's probably not in the space that you're in at the right. moment. You may want to think that, you know, through another time, just because that's going to make a big difference because it's not only the amount of light that you have available to you. And obviously, is it is it bright? Is it white light? Is it soft light? Right. But it's also like the furnishings are you going to put in there because that color is going to play with one with with itself, you know. And so you want to actually have things that are going to once again pop that color up. So right. even if you do have a really light color and you're starting to put a lot of dark, you know, <laughs> contrasting shades it's going to it's going to start closing up that space. Well, that's a great point because the average person would never know and they'll just no. get a few samples, maybe paint a swatch on the mm -hmm. wall. Does it look good? Yeah, looks good. <laughs> but how does it look when you paint the entire room in those little components? I mean, are there any other key factors that people should really be paying attention to, whether it's the finish, whether it's, you know, oh, I mean, absolutely. So 100 percent. <laughs> so um, we can definitely talk about finishes in the sense of let's say you're you're painting any any space that you're painting and you know that those walls there are imperfections in the on right. those walls and you're trying to hide them well don't go and buy a shiny you know sh don't a finish that's like see satin or <laughs> right. because guess what when the light hits it you're gonna get to see everything right um and so a better job is going to be a flat paint now you're worried because flat paint Oh, well, I'm going to have to like retouch the whole thing. Well, yeah, if you buy mid-grade kind of paint, but if you're buying higher quality paint, we have those that can be washable and scrubbable and, and, you know, it's going to last a lot longer, have better color retention, uh, adhesion to that surface. Um, if you are, you know, doing high traffic area, you know, think about then you might want to go ahead and put something that has a higher sheen than a flat. So it's right. easier to clean. Easier right? to clean yeah. um, I don't know how many people like to do baseboards. <laughs> <laughs> I would never say, yes, do a flat on a baseboard. Right, like, right. Exactly. No, because that's the first area that's going to get scuffed oh, in uh, the sense of moldings, baseboards, you know, all yeah, of those. A hundred percent. You have to clean those little, you know, those beautiful, intricate little right. wood carvings <laughs> in there. Like, oh, goodness. No, but like semi-gloss, something shinier. And right. not only that, but when you're adding sheen and it can be the exact same color it changes the way the color looks as well absolutely so you really have to be very conscientious about that because you know nobody's selling you the wrong color and if you're painting it into different color and sheens um it's just because of the way that the light is bouncing off of that it's going to look a little bit different yeah and so this is why it's so important to when you are testing out a color i truly recommend testing try testing it out if you can buy it in a quart yep Buy it in the court and then testing it out um, in that sheen, in that product if possible. Because once again, different products are going to have different uh, finish, like finishes. They're going to look, they're going to be higher quality. They're right. going to be, it's not going to be real paint. It's, it's going to look like a sealer. It's going to be nice and beautiful and like really just professional 
kind of finish if you were to do it yourself, which I've done. You yeah. Know? And, and to your point, I mean, there are all different grades, all different qualities, things like that. And, you know, if somebody's looking at the cost, it's really not a large impact or a, a, a yeah. big increase to what the bottom line is for what it's going to cost by just spending a few extra dollars or however much for the better quality paint, because it will absolutely last longer. It will clean easier. I mean, I, I know myself, like I've done DIY painting or actually I should say my wife, my wife loves <laughs> painting. You know, when we, we painted, you know, we had a previous home and we painted and you, we didn't choose the best quality. I think it was like a mid grade. Um, but then, you know, we didn't have kids at that point. Once you have kids and once you have, you know, a lot of traffic and things like that, it does make a huge difference as far as having that higher quality paint, you know, um, because you don't get the scuff marks or if, if you are, if you do need to clean your walls, the paint's not going to come off and you, cause you know, it will dull when you start absolutely. cleaning it. Um, but having the higher grade, it is absolutely worth it. I don't know if you can do a price comparison as far as what you're even looking at. So that way, oh my goodness. you know, so no, a hundred percent. And I, and I went ahead and I won't say a word about it, but I, I, before work, before I worked in the paint industry, I was like, I'm going to buy, I went to Home Depot, like most people do, because this right. is all we know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I was like, I bought the very best, and I put it on my wall. And I mean, I, and I have a small room, and I, I two two gallons. Right. And I was like, oh, okay, okay, you know, doesn't matter. Um, it looks great for like a couple of months, and right. then and all of a sudden, you're just like, uh, that 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 I don't know. It's, the color is not. It's starting to fade. It's not looking as sharp as it did. As right. Case you could say, you know. Um, but then if you go to that higher quality paint and you do it yourself, number one, you have a gorgeous finish because right. you're not fighting against the walls. For those of you who painted before, you know, you're constantly pushing against, like making sure that paint gets on that wall and stays and that leveling and the sagging of the paint is dripping. You don't have that and you're using less. So I right. did the, the, same, the same room with our higher quality paint. It was half a gallon. Half a gallon. Like, right. <laughs> two right. coats. Like, exactly. And it was just beautiful. And it was, I'm like, oh, you know what? Yep. Makes total sense. And paint is really the, 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 the lowest of your budget when you're renovating or anything. Right. Like, it's like less than 10, 10% or something. It really is. Yeah. Probably even less. I mean, yeah. when looking at it in another example, so I bought a new construction home, um, and the paint that they use in these homes is the lower grade because they're looking at however many hundreds of homes and they're looking at that dollar um, where you see a drastic difference and paint starts to fade, especially exterior paint. So, oh my God, yeah. you know, spending more when you repaint your home, you know, don't just do the low grade. I mean, get the better quality. It will last longer. It'll look better. It'll look fresh to your point for a much longer period of time. Um, and there's so many components that go into the quality of paint and everything. And I know Sharon Williams and you start seeing it and reading it. Um, but there's actually, you know, some health benefits and, um, air, like the, the, um, pollution and air production oh and, quality, gosh, and air are. quality mm -hmm. products as well, which is really interesting because when you talk about trends, it's not just the trend of color. It's the trend of the environment as far as our own internal health, as far as what is put into products, as far as, you know, the finishes, there might be certain trends that, you know, they pop up where maybe high glosses, you know, something is more popular for a period of time. Um, but environmental is a trend that is prevalent in our lives in every way. It doesn't matter what part of, doesn't matter if we're talking about home, just day to day, you know, it could be government. I mean, politics, I mean, everything, every part of our life, we talk about, um, you know, just between health, energy efficiency, living a better quality life, you know, so what has Sharon Williams done in regards to the trend of, I guess, health and being oh. eco-friendly? <laughs> oh my gosh. So I love this. This is actually, this is great because, um, <laughs> I just actually had a designer yesterday email me about this. They're like, we want these colors, but we need to, we want to know about the VOCs, the volatile organic compounds. We want to know um, whether there's APDs, um, you know, environmental product safety that we that there there's on that, um, and if this is a cradle to cradle uh, product, and cradle to cradle means it's going to be something that's recyclable again, okay, to back to nature kind of thing. And obviously, paint isn't, right. but like they want to know all of these environmentally very conscientious decisions. That it's not just about 
putting like I said like even their furnishings you, you you're really conscientious about what it is that you're putting in your homes is this mass producer is this made by one person is this authentic right and so Sharon Williams really took note of this because our indoor air quality is so important so right. we you know this might be interesting for a lot of people because did you know that our indoor air quality in any kind of closed environment is 10 times higher than that of the outside I did not yeah, because we're everything that we have in our in our homes are probably just giving it's us off gas. That's really why we need indoor plants. <laughs> <So> we, <laughs> right. we would need a forest. Right, exactly. <laughs> a lot more than that. that. <laughs> so what we're doing, since we spent so much time in our homes, we really did come up with a, a line of products. It's called Super Paint okay. uh, Air Purifying Technology. And it's one that helps diminish those VOCs. So, you know, our carpets, our stoves, our, they're all giving constantly off those VOCs in our home. And not only that, but we have, you know, odor issues as well. And this helps fight and eliminate those odors. And just by breaking down that carbon chain in our aldehydes and creating an inner gas and water vapor. Right. Um, I mean, we can get to the science of it where I get really excited, but we don't have to. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you have a background in science. So yes, I mean, yes. I mean, and that's what's great because, you know, everyone has a background as far as what they studied, what they did prior to whatever it might be. But, you know, your background fits perfectly into what you're doing now because it is completely relatable. It's all, I mean, you know, so we can let's touch on that. You know, <laughs> sure. what, talk so, a little bit about like what you did before, but, you know, going into your passion of this. So, oh, yeah. So um, I actually have a degree in English, another one in anthropology, and then my post back in the uh, biological sciences. I, I focus more on biochemistry. So I love, love science. I was my first love, but, you know, how life happens, you know, teachers back in the day weren't very supportive. <laughs> and so you kind of were like, well, I don't think I'm, I'm going to be cut out for this. But then I went back and I did this and I was a teacher. Um, I taught high school chemistry. It was great. I loved my, my students. And um, then I just, you know, life happens. And I just decided, I was like, I, I really want to do something that's going to give me a little bit more freedom and, and talk to people in a different way. And I, uh, I quit my job and I, <laughs> my friend was like, you know, I work for Sharon Williams. I, I let's, 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 you know, I think you'd be great at this. Let's just get you in there. And I came in and I started working Sharon Williams as an assistant manager. And when you work at a store and especially like a company like Sharon Williams, like I said, we've been doing this since 1866 and we take such great pride right. in knowing our product, knowing our uh, customers and really just what's happening in the world of color and paint and progress and making products that are going to be environmentally sound. Right. Um, and so I, I really did love that and I learned so much. And so my biggest thing was always looking at the data sheet and being like, oh, okay, great. This is compliant with this is compliant with that. Well, what's going in on this? Why is this better paint than that? What, what, what differences do we have in the the contractor grade paint versus right. you know our um, our higher quality paint like, and it's just the different kinds of binders that are, are being put in there and the titanium um, titanium four dioxide which is its actual proper name which actually gives that pigment and and hide okay uh, quality to paint is that has a different ratio and different grades of paint. And um, so, yeah, so I mean, when I came into Sherwin Williams, this position came up and, and I went ahead and applied. I was like, you know, I'm going to take my shot here. Um, everybody laughed. I was like, well, what, what do you have to do with design? I was like, you know what? That's OK. I, I love this. I, I'm a big fan of art history. I, I I can definitely see the beauty in things and I want to learn more. And so this my background has actually helped so much, so Absolutely. immensely because people are like they hear words, but they don't really know what it means. So, right. like, for example, when we're talking about VOCs. That's volatile organic compounds. It's anything that's going to go ahead and have a carbon, oxygen, nitrogen. Uh, those are organic compounds. And an aldehyde is something that is a VOC. And the simplest form of an aldehyde is a formaldehyde. So if we're really talking about it, we can get it's a carbon. It's going to be double bonded to an oxygen. And then the carbon itself is also going to have bonded to one hydrogen on one end, flanked by another hydrogen on the other end. So it has four bonds, right? Right. Eight electrons. <laughs> my, if any of my chemistry students are listening, they're like, "God, oh, Jesus Christ!" Yeah. Here we go. Right. <laughs> um, so when I say that we have this paint that attacks that carbon chain, right? It's really breaking down that carbon that is holding together the double bonded oxygen and those hydrogens, and it's converting it into water vapor, which we know it's H two O, and it's just in a different state of matter. And then it has an inert gas. 
So, you know, what is it? Matter is neither created nor destroyed. You know, science is not right. magic. <laughs> <laughs> right. So we have already some of the, the compounds already there necessary to create these byproducts. Um, obviously, the other thing is proprietary, the, the science right. of it. But this is now you start doing like, oh, okay, great. So this is what's happening. The minute that that VO, that formaldehyde hits that painted surface, that carbon chain is being broken down and it's being transformed into, has a chemical reaction of creating water vapor and an inert gas, right? And inert gas meaning just something that's a gas form that does not harmful to us. Right. Um, so yeah, so when I explain this, people feel so much better because now you are really coming to understand, okay, now I know why this would work so much better than I'm just listening. And it's like, just put it on. Trust me. You know, like, like yeah. 1800s peddler out there, like, you know, Dr. Pepper or cure cancer kind of thing. No, this is something that really is how it works. And, um, and, and designers really truly appreciate that. And I think right. homeowners really value the fact that you are giving them very concise information of how, how it is that <clears throat> Sherman Williams products can go ahead and help make an environment, especially the indoor air quality better right. than what it would normally be without it. And understanding how <laughs> that component works is so important because, you know, breaking it down in that way, it allows people to understand, like, it's not like some magic that happens. Like it is science. Like there are things put into the paint product that is on the walls that will break it down. So that way, you know, it obviously benefits the individual that's living in that space. Um, you know, it's great for offices, great for homes, um, for any type of location. Um, but you know, talking about that and, and, you know, all the different initiatives that Sherwin Williams as a company has, as far as, um, you know, just improving the environment in, in every way. I mean, it goes to the paint that you're putting on the walls to how it's manufactured and produced and their belief system behind running a business. Um, but, you know, going back to trends, we touched on it very briefly. I just wanted to get back to um, interior versus exterior trends because, when we're talking about, you know, the different color palettes and everything as far as what's a trend today or what's a trend last year or five years ago or 10 years ago, um, are we seeing different trends or is it more of like a, a, you know, geographical type of trend as far as where somebody lives in the country or other countries as far as what they're putting on the exterior of their homes? So, yeah. So <clears throat> very interesting. Sorry. Uh, here in South Florida, you know, we, we love our white. And right. why, why is that? Because, well, we have so much beautiful sunlight that right. it's just something that can, it blends in with our environment, right? right? We're, we are not enveloped in like massive trees. We have palm trees, right? Right. <laughs> you know? And so a lot of light is able to shine through. So this is why we obviously here in the South Florida market prefer lighter colors. And when we're talking about lighter colors, we're really talking about those, those whites, you right. know, um, maybe not a stark, stark white, but maybe a warmer white. And we just play around with those, at least exteriorly. Right. Um, if we were to go somewhere up like in Georgia or like North Carolina, completely different. Right. Um, they are not getting them the same amount of sunlight that we're getting here. And so their choice of exterior, we've noticed that the exteriors tend to match the environment. We're always trying to, you know, blend in with our environment. And one of the trends that's funny enough that's been that I've been seeing um, last couple of seasons for the exterior up there that would never transfer over here would be, you know, painting homes black. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's just really, really dark. And they do this a lot of there. Probably wouldn't be homes. good with all of the uh, heat and sun and everything and attracting, you know, <laughs> it might, oh might not be as good for South Florida. But yeah, I mean, I've not I've seen it. I mean, obviously, you know, we all live on Instagram and these yeah. Pinterest and everything. We see that color coming up mm -hmm. more and more for exteriors. Yeah. And, and I'm just thinking like, well, how would this look? And I just actually passed by a home and they had it and they just thought, we can apply the color to a regular uh, build, South Florida build right. of here that we have in homes, and it didn't transfer. Right. It doesn't work, not only just because of the color, but obviously, once again, the amount of sunlight, the amount of the texture of the, the stucco, the masonry, you know, you're seeing every imperfection just being shown because what do they do? What do they use mostly up north? They're going to use more wood. Right, exactly. Um, as, as their main... Um, being substrate right and we don't do that here it's yeah i mean different. imagine a stuccoed home where it's in 
nearly impossible to make it perfect. Oh my God. You no. know, and to be able to see every imperfection. No, no. It would be like when yeah. I was a kid trying to make that poor Barbie have the same haircut. Right, right. <laughs> like, oh, got to cut again. <laughs> yeah, keep going. Now right. she came bald. Um, it, it just, it doesn't transfer. So right. the trends are very, very different. And so every, every market is very conscientious of what works for them. Right. And at least here in South And what Florida. you're putting the color on. Exactly. You know, is, and what you're putting, exactly. Right. It's not, you know, concrete is going to work very differently than that of wood. Yeah. And it's going to have a different finish that of wood, right? You're going to prep it differently. I mean, you can do so many other different things with wood. You can stain it if right. you want exactly. as well. So you can do like a semi-transparent stain, uh, stain so you can keep that beautiful, um, you can see all those those striations and the different tonalities that, that wood has in, on its own. It's a natural product. Right. Um, which we are seeing a lot of in our interiors now, actually. Yeah. The use of wood. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, one of the things that you see in, in even just walking around our home shows, you see these wood slat walls everywhere like wood panels people are going back yeah. to millwork exactly and you know and, and it's an incredible component to be able to add to the colors that we're having in our home because mm -hmm. it doesn't matter if you have a modern home traditional home spanish style home whatever type of home you have you're able to incorporate the wood tones into it and a lot of that is also done through like dining tables these live edge tables that people are putting into their homes they're absolutely beautiful it's bringing the earth into it so you but it's not just one style like it can be super contemporary and it can be you know obviously you know more traditional so um you're right i mean wood is made to be a part of our life you know yeah. the natural components is made to be a part of a life um but going into these trends like we keep seeing you know things coming and going and if if i mean i've been in you know the home design industry producing the home shows for i've been doing this for 15 years oh my God. if i look back 15 years in the different styles and trends and things that come come and go and come back um what do you see in the next five to ten years as far as trends where do you see this going well, are we talking exterior or interior? Interior. Okay. We'll go back so to interior, interior. because because okay. exterior, I feel like it will be a constant evolution, but it all comes back to, you know, what you're putting it on, whether yeah. you're putting it on woods, whether you're putting it on stucco, on brick, whatever it might yeah. be. So, um, but as far as interior. So, yeah, um, I'm far, as far as interior, I think we really are just going to still continue to see that movement of embracing color and right. not just like any kind of color. I'm talking about those warm tones, those blush tones in um, in ways that we know we would have never really utilized them before. Right. So even, you know, one of the trends that we were seeing now, and I think that's it's going to continue is using every space to almost really tell a little bit about ourselves. So people are starting to paint their baseboards. They're not white anymore. Right. They're painting them either the same color in a different sheen and different, like maybe a gloss or something to pop. And once again, it changes it a little bit. Um, but they're also doing things on their ceilings. Yeah, absolutely. They're taking every space that they have and really just putting um, a, their own spin on it. Because once again, we are spending so much more time. And I think we're going to continue, you know, ha this hybrid life that we have right now of just some of us are just haven't gone back to the office, but we're working some time at home and some time at the office. And so spending that much time at home, you notice everything. Absolutely. I'm sure husbands will be like, yep, yep. <laughs> yep. Told me to fix that hole the other day. Right. <laughs> she, it's been there for five years, but now she noticed it. Yeah. Um, but because we see every space and we really want to make it our own. Right. And, you know, really be like, oh, everything in here. Yes, it's Zen. There's that yin and that perfect yang. It's just really balancing it out. So we're going to be moving towards, I think more, um, maybe still we're, we're going to incorporate more blues. I, I think that is something that we're, we're going to see in the next couple of years. Absolutely. Um, those, those purples, those deep tones, the whites are still going to be here, but once again, they're not going to be our very stark white right. that we've been so used to, but those more neutral, warmer tones. Um, and we have, you know, we have this color is called pure white. And it's yep. like the most perfect white right. just because it goes with every color. With every color you want to go ahead and mix and match it with, it fits. Um, but And to go off of your point, because we talked about whites before, oh, yeah. there is such a thing as the right white that goes with every other color. Yes. Yes. Us, absolutely. Because the hues and everything. I mean, oh. we went into, I mean, this is, a, that can go in a whole nother direction. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, just talking about white, mm -hmm. white is not just white. Like nope. there is, there is a component of every type of white that will align yeah. with. Yeah. 
Absolutely. There's going to be a white that's going to have like a little pinkish undertone, yeah. one that's going to be maybe like a blue or even a green or a gray. And and really, you have to be so conscientious about that because what so that you love the color, but what are you putting with that color? What right. are what are the surrounding? What's what's the ambient that you're creating here? Um, because it might clash. Right. You know, and once again, we're spending so much time in the home that we want to make sure that when we go there, this is our sanctuary. This is where we feel you know, free to be us. And, and when somebody comes in, they're like, yep, this is definitely Adam's home. <laughs> right. A little bit about him. You no, know, absolutely. It, it tells us about who you are. And it, this is where we're moving away from what we've seen the last couple of um, years is just that very clean, like almost that wabi sabi kind of yep. uh, design style, just very simple, very uh, neutral, just toned down like white or even like a beige that's that's still very light right. in and of itself and did, it was just beautiful to look at but yeah. after after how long can you right <laughs> can no you you're right say that um so we're really putting we're going to continue to move on to that front of of seeing incorporating um our outs, uh, outdoor spaces in yep, indoors so biophilia once again still continue to to be that that point because we the more the more information we gather about what the benefits are for our mental health and creating a, 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 an environment that mimics that of the outside is just tremendous. You know, taking a walk for an hour outside can just help restore so much. Right. Absolutely. You know? So creating something, whether it's with fake plants, real plants, anything that can mimic nature and shape, like those chairs that are not perfectly cut, but they're made out of wood and they still have those striations or edges and right. their bark. That, that says a lot for somebody that 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 brings a sort of a stillness and calmness that we're so seeking, you know, 100%. And, you know, you're talking about all of these different variations, you know, someone can easily get overwhelmed. I mean, it's overwhelming going into a, you know, a Sherwin Williams location and say, you know, I want to paint my walls. And then you're thinking white and then you see the oh white gosh. section and there's 20 whites, you know, but Sharon Williams has something that's amazing that I want to touch on because yes. this does simplify the entire process is the app, the color snap app. I mean, I've used it myself, but you know, if you're not sure, it mm -hmm. will at least completely guide you in a direction to eliminate everything that you shouldn't be looking at. So let's briefly go into that so okay. that way, because everyone take out your phones. If you're on your phone, whatever, <laughs> download color snap, you know, so it is, it is needed. Everybody should have it on their phone um, because you know, Mariel's going to go into why it's so important, why it's great. Oh, my God. I love the color snap up. So I will say this. We were the first to come up with this. <laughs> Once again, we paved the way and a lot of other companies has followed suit. And it's in this is really a miraculous. So like you said, I'm like, our designers love it because when you're in a hurry and once again, we have so many colors. Like, where yeah. do you start? It's like, overwhelming. Where do you start? <laughs> you thought it was easy going in there, yeah. but then you realize there's yeah. hundreds of colors. <laughs> like you said, I'm going to go ahead and pay my room white. Well, congratulations. Right. You have now found yourself. <laughs> you narrowed it down at least. <laughs> you know, the mask tone is going to be white, but right. let's talk about that. Um, so when you're looking for, for colors or color direction or even complementary colors, right? Because you, you have one. Right. Okay, what, what does this one go with? Um, so we have this thing called Color Snap app. And so you can download it. It is free. You're not paying for anything. And this app is great because when you download it, it's going to give you different options. It's going to give you, um, you can color, you can actually paint a room so you can be in a, in a space, obviously pick one that doesn't have a lot of windows, um, but a solid wall. And you can actually paint that wall interactively. You can choose a color and you can see what it would look like. So it starts giving you an idea, but always, you know, keep in mind these are, yep, there we go. I just pulled it up. I mean, there. it's literally, I mean, <laughs> it, it is really easy to use. I mean, this might even help like some of the guys out there that are listening. If you're not sure of what shirt to wear with your pants, maybe even oh use this. Gosh. I mean, this could help. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just thinking right here. I mean, this could help with, uh, you know, I mean. Color combos. Yes, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> there you go. So, um, but no, it's you. amazing. Yeah. So, sorry, I'm going to, this is, I just bought a new phone. So there's a lot of <laughs> things are on here. But so you have the open, the open instant paint, which is going to give you that option. But my favorite thing, and this is what I really think people should, should try to really play with because you have so much to play with. It's called Mac match a photo. So when you click, and this is on, on the first page, you just go ahead and click it, match a, 
a photo, you can just go ahead. Once you click that, you can either take a photo or upload a photo of any surface. Like we can take a picture of this wall right here. Right. So Um, we have this wall that we're next to and it has a lot of different colors. Right. And the other thing you want to keep in mind when you're taking a picture of this is that when you take a picture, you want to make sure you have good lighting so you don't have a lot of shadows happening. Right. And really take a, a, a look at the colors that you're trying to match. So maybe if you're looking like this one has multi multi right. colors. Right. So I want to just go ahead and get like a little bit of the lighter and the dark just to go ahead and see. I take that picture. You hit. Yep. That's the picture I wanted. I click done and it's going to give you all these little circles are going to pop up and it's going to give you a possibility of up to seven colors that it's going to go ahead and detect. So you know colors are wavelengths, right. right? These are just electrons jumping from one energy level to another, and the energy that's emitted off gives off that color. So this is why I say it's so important when you're taking that picture to make sure that there's no shadow, you're getting the best lighting possible um, because it's going to pick up everything. So you can click on any one of these circles, and you can move them around, really, to take a look at see what color it's picking up, and it's going to give you that one color right there. So for example, I have one here that says, terrain so sw9613 i can click on that color on the tab on the bottom and it's going to pull up all the information on that that's color. amazing yeah and this is even the best and it will give you a range of what goes with it absolutely so this is the other thing so you see right there it says details color strips so it'll tell you like where it is within how it looks in the color strip coordinating colors so and it's going to give you any other color as well that's going to be similar to that if you're like oh i kind of like this color but like a little lighter, maybe a little darker. Yeah. So now you have something to go off of. And now you have somewhere you can start looking at that color wall and be like, okay, this is my area. Right. This is my happy zone. And now I can start looking at something in person. Because once again, it's an electronic device. You're going to have the blue light. And you want to always check and see things physically. And it's amazing because you could look at a floor, a wall, oh my God, the floors. something that... And you might think, oh, yeah, this is definitely all gray tones. You know, the wall that we just took a picture of, it... it it is like a concrete Venetian plaster wall. It has different tones and things like that, but it's pulling up more neutrals in the sense of like, you know, the browns, the beiges, you know, mm-hmm. some grays, you know, like a, like a uh, rust, you know, burnt type orange, um, you know, so it's, you wouldn't know in, in some of these blushes, you know, variations of it in different topes and grays. So you, this is really simplifying the process so that way you can select smarter and you can choose within a spectrum like if you're not sure between a couple of them buy samples of both and and paint it because once it's up on the walls it looks different from just you know looking at you know a swatch oh 100 and so here's another tip that a lot of people probably don't or at least when they go into showroom and they buy a sample they're like, oh my God, these samples are so big. They're like a quart size. Right. And like, well, yes, there is there is absolutely a, a purpose as to why they're not these little, little things that you can just make one square and you're good to go. When you're testing out a color, when you're like, this is it, I think I found the one in paint, <laughs> <you're>, <laughs> you want to take that, that sample that you bought and paint from the baseboard and make a good size rectangular swatch. Okay. Why? Because... Now you're getting to see the combination if you're keeping that baseboard color mm-hmm. to see whether, because a lot of people are like, well, is it going to pop? Every, am I going to be able to see it? You know, and then look at it morning, noon and night and make sure that you go. And if you're going to be painting this color with this color in different spaces around the home, guess what? The lighting is different everywhere, everywhere right. in your home. So you want to make sure that that beautiful gray or blue or gray that you've, the cool gray that you've chosen, right? Because if that's what you're into, you love it doesn't look like a jail cell when the sun goes down yeah you're right? right because they have a tendency to go and look a little bluish and in, in, in those cool grays so you want to be really careful and you want to really good get a good swatch in on that wall and just look at it like i said morning noon and night and just get it from the baseboard and do a, a good swatch on that that's a it. great that's a great tip um are there any other painting tips for the DIYers out there that they should know. I mean, I know primer is a big part of painting. Huge, huge part. Yes, absolutely. It is not overrated. Make sure you prime before you (laughs) paint. (laughs) So if you are going for one of those bold colors, so kind of primary colors, like maybe like our our yellows or blues or reds, um, you want to make sure that when you go to one of our stores and there's on the back of the, on the little swatch card, it's going to say like, if there's like a P1, P2, P3, like in a little circle, ding, 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 pay attention to that because in order to achieve that beautiful bright color that you've chosen for whatever accent, you're going to need a special primer. You're going to need a tinted primer in a gray shade. That's a great point, yeah. 
because gray, it, it's going to help neutralize that canvas that you're going to paint on top of. And none of the color underneath is going to bleed. And obviously, you're not going to be putting too many coats on to try to achieve the color because women will know, like, I mean, what happens if you were to put like 10 coats of a nail polish on your nail? Like, that's not, that's not okay. Like, it's <laughs> right. not going to work out um, for anybody. So this is why, you know, it's so important to make sure you're using the right primer, the right tinted primer if needed. Um, the other thing you want to make sure and, and do when you're, if you're, if you're doing something on your own and you're a DIY, the prep work, right? Clean the surface, make sure that that surface is clean. It's dry. You've taped everything. Take the time because I promise you, because once you get in there and paint it and you're using the best quality paint, I promise you, you're going to be in there in a GIF, right? Like super fast. And you're gonna be like, Oh, that was not that bad. Like, you know, not like when you go to the dentist and you're like, oh, that was not that bad. And you're like, oh, that was really bad. Right. No, this is very painless, very easy. You just did the prep work and you're good to go. So without a doubt. And, um, you know, all the different surfaces, you know, just the first people to, you know, ask the professional when you're in the store, you know, what you're painting on. There are different rollers, different, you know, textures, things like that. But we discussed a lot today. We you know, oh is there God. anything <laughs> that we left out that you would really love to touch on before we go? Um, well, what I really want to make sure is that people understand that when you are choosing a color, um, you really are choosing it for yourself and not because you saw it in somebody else's home. Right. Um, because once again, that home is in a different space and it's in a different place. So as much as you may have liked the alabaster that was in somebody else's house, maybe that color wouldn't look best. And it's always to be go in there with an open mind. Right. And really use the color snap app, you know, because it's going to give you so much, so much to work with. It's going to be your own little Instagram rabbit hole yeah. of where you can start going with colors. And Ab absolutely. And and you can see how it was used in, uh, in other applications. Yeah. Um, so again, download the color snap app. Yes, absolutely. It's going to help you. Perfect. Well, you know, I can't thank you enough for being here. This was absolutely amazing. We talked about trends. We talked about obviously what goes behind the trends, developing paint uh, today, yesterday, today, tomorrow, um, how to's, you know, but as far as everything, when it goes to paint, you did such a great job of breaking it down, educating us on, you know, what are the trends today, but really how to select the right product, you know, and this is overwhelming. And I think that you simplified it for all of us and gave us the right tips and tricks and, and how to get to that next point, because ultimately our walls, our biggest canvas, we're going to be seeing it more and more on our ceilings on our baseboards. So use it, you know, you can always, you can always paint over it if you don't love it. Absolutely. Um, but if somebody wanted to get in touch with you and to learn more to, or to be able to talk to a paint specialist, you know, where can they go? So if you are a designer architect, please feel free to reach out to me. Um, you can find me on my Instagram. I had to change it. <laughs> it's a uh, paint specs underscore Marielle. And, um, you can reach out to me there. We always have uh, events that are happening and where we talk about color trends. We have one coming up this Thursday, uh, tomorrow. Oh, oh my God. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah <laughs> tomorrow. Uh, presenting on, on like really just everything about the color trends for 2023, the design influences, the materials. And if you are a student, want to know more, same, please feel free to send me a message. And our staff and our stores are so well-versed. They are always going to be there to help you and kind of guide you along as to what's the best product for the bathroom, the kitchen, because it makes a difference. Um, and really, where do you want to begin? You know, make sure you come out there feeling like, okay, I can tackle whatever project I had in mind. Right. So again, you know, visit Mariel, talk to Mariel, check her out on Instagram. You can always go to Sherwin Williams website, Sherwin-Williams.com. Um, download the Color Snap app. I am telling you from a user of the app, it is incredible. I learned about it actually from Mariel. But I mean, as far as for everything and everybody listening to this podcast, thank you for joining us. Mariel, you have one more thing you want yes, to say? Yes, I'm so sorry. Yeah. This is okay. So this is because we live where we live. If you, if you love your whites and I know you do, here's my biggest tip. This is, sorry, this is the one thing I do want to leave you with is when you go to the store and you're trying to figure out what kind of white you're looking at, grab extra white 7006, SW7006. That's going to be your, your baseline, for okay. example. That's, that, that is the, the extra, that is the whitest white we have. Okay. And then pick whatever white you're interested in and then 
hold those two individually, right? Like one on top of the other. Don't mix it with any other colors. Just those two colors that you've chosen. Extra white, sorry, and the color you've chosen. And look at it. You're going to be able to see the undertone of the color that you've chosen. That's a great point. So that's one way to kind of start helping narrow down those whites compared to the extra white, which is SW7006 with any other of the other whites. And you can see this is a cool white, warm white, pink white, so on and so forth. Yeah. No, because there's so much that goes into selecting any variant of any color. And that is the best way to know what is the true white and what the undertone is of what you might be selecting. Yeah. So that, that is my, that is my pearl of wisdom really right there just to help you what kind of, because after, at the end of the day, they all look the same, right? Right. Especially when you start looking all of them and you can't look at it separately because when you look at it separately, you don't really know what you're looking at without directly comparing. Yeah. So, well, Mariel, thank you again. This was absolutely amazing for all of you listening to this. You know, thank you for joining us. This was an amazing podcast. You can always check us out, uh, check us out on our website at homeshows.net. Follow us at FL Home Shows. You can get all of the information. We're always looking to educate you, inspire you, and really connect you with the top professionals right here in South Florida. But until next time, make sure you subscribe to our channel to get all of the latest in home design and home improvement. But stay tuned for our next episode.